Welcome to the very first Cavoodle specific podcast, focusing on raising Cavoodles in particular. I'm your host, Tiana Karamayas, a Cavoodle breeder and coach with over 14 years of combined experience raising Cavoodles and working within the health, grooming and training sectors of the small animal industry. As a coach, my philosophy is simple. A Cavoodle should always complement your lifestyle, never complicate it. If you're interested in achieving this with your puppy, then this podcast is for you. Do you have a new Cavoodle or are you thinking of getting one soon? Join my email list by the link in the show notes or at tianacaramayas.com slash essentials for free access to my Cavoodle Essential ebook, including a new Cavoodle shopping list and a socialization guide. By joining the list, you'll also receive bite-sized tips and advice about raising Cavoodles delivered straight into your inbox each week. Remember to hit the follow button to never miss an episode and also follow me on Instagram at Tiana Karamayas for more tips and advice about raising Cavoodles. Hello and welcome back to episode 54 of the Cavoodle Coach Podcast. My name is Tiana Karamayas and I'm your host. In today's episode, I want to talk about the expected weight of a toy Cavoodle. Now this topic, oh, I love talking about this topic because I have, I think, I think I have a controversial opinion because I truly think that asking a breeder what the expected weight of a puppy, I think that's irrelevant. I think that's a question that shouldn't even be asked and let me tell you why. So the reason why it's actually really quite simple. The weight of a dog is directly affected by the amount of food they eat. Now, what I mean by that is you could have a dog that is a direct sibling of another dog. So two cavoodles, let's say you have two cavoodles. They're the same size. One gets fed a lot of food and one of them, by some miracle, because we know how fussy cavoodles are, one of them actually eats all this food. And that dog, let's say, is six kilos. And then its sibling, who's the exact same size, who doesn't eat all that extra food, is four kilos. So you have two dogs, um, same size and two different weights. And that there, you know, just putting it out there, just very plainly putting it out there, that's just why weight is not a good question to ask, because the weight of a dog is directly affected by the amount of food it eats. And when you look at two dogs side by side, two kilos, let me tell you, it's actually not that much. Now, we are talking about small dogs here. We're not talking about, um, let's say, a Great Dane where the difference in weight might be 10, 15 kilos, where you can visually see the difference. We're talking about toy cavoodles here, and they're very little dogs. For example, I have three toy cavoodles that live with me. We have, I have Nessie, she is four kilos. I have Chelsea, she is five kilos. And then I have Oscar and he's almost eight kilos. And when we stand Oscar and Chelsea side by side, you look at them and you cannot even tell that there is a three kilo difference between them. And the reason why you can't tell is because they are actually the same height. Now, this is the question that I think is much, 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 much more relevant to ask a breeder than just the height. The question is, how tall are the parents? How tall is the mum from the floor to her shoulders? And how tall is the dad from the floor to his shoulders? Because when you stand two dogs side by side, if one of them is three kilos heavier, just like Oscar is, you can't really tell. It just means he's a little bit more stocky, a little bit broader in the shoulder, in the shoulders, but height-wise, they're the exact same. And when you're looking at having a small dog in your house, the thing that's going to make the bigger difference is their height. A dog that is 10 centimeters taller than the other 
is going to be a lot more noticeable than a dog that is 10 centimeters shorter. And if you are renting and you have a landlord and they're trying to tell you, you know, for example, the dog must weigh under eight kilos fully grown. Yes, this is obviously an irrelevant question, but what I would be saying to them is, I understand this, but what if the dog is overweight? Um, what if the dog literally is simply overweight and therefore over eight kilos? The question that's going to make a bigger impact on the size of the dog in the house is how tall are they? How tall is the dog? And these are the details you need to be finding out. Um, and another reason why this is so important is because when we talk about toy cavoodles, the height of the toy cavoodles is very important. Toy means small. Toy is the smallest size cavoodle. Then we have miniature cavoodles and then we have standard cavoodles. And so when you are looking at having a toy cavoodle, what you want is a toy cavoodle that is as little in size as possible and not in weight. Because again, weight is directly affected by the amount of food they eat. So... That's the first thing I wanted to talk about. The next thing to talk about is from a breeder's perspective, how hard it is to give you a predicted weight range. If we disregard the fact of how much you're actually going to feed the dog and whether it's overweight or not, simply put, you can never determine what genes the puppies are going to inherit. The best thing you can do if you're looking for a smaller dog a smaller toy cavoodle is try and find the parents that are as short as possible. For a toy cavoodle, I would not be expecting them to be any more than 30 centimeters tall from the bottom of their paws to the top of their shoulders. And then the weight that goes along with that, not so important because again, it, de- it depends on how much you feed the dog. Obviously, we always want to make sure our dogs are lean. Overweight is not good for their heart, their joints or anything. I do not want to encourage overweight dogs. I'm definitely not All I'm saying is that when you look at a dog um, and you're going by the size, the height is a lot more important than the weight of the dog. I'm going to give you an example now of what typically happens when you have a litter of puppies and how unpredictable the sizes are and the rate of growth. And that's the, I want to emphasize that here, the rate of growth. Some puppies will shoot up and do the majority of their growing in the first few months and then plateau at around six months. And then other puppies will just grow steadily and never really have a big growth spurt, but they all tend to reach around that same size at the end of the day. So for example, in Nessie's most recent litter of toy cavoodles, they were born back in November. If you've been here since then, you'll know this litter. They are six months old right now, which is insane. And I've just received updates this week on the puppies. Um, the little girl, Sage, she is 2.2 kilos at six months. She is teeny tiny and very petite, just like Nessie. Then her brother, Aston, is three kilos at six months. And then their older, not their older brothers, they're all the same age. Their bigger brothers, Dash and Mr. T, are 5.3 kilos. So from the biggest of the siblings, it's 5.3 kilos and the smallest is 2.2 kilos. That is a really big weight range. Now, what I'm expecting for Mr. T and Dash is for their growth and their rate of growth to start to plateau and slow down. And then Sage and Aston will slowly grow at the steady rate they've been growing um, and will eventually come up to around four and a half kilos. For Dash and Mr. T, on the other hand, once they finish growing uh, in about another six months time, I would probably expect them to be around that six kilo mark. Um, but even though they'll be six kilos and Aston and Sage will be around four and a half kilos, I'm expecting the height will be the same. The difference will be Dash and Mr. T will be a little bit more broad in the shoulders and a broader frame. And again, that's what I'm trying to emphasize here. When it comes to the weight of dogs, that's really unreliable because they could just have, um, 
broader set bones. They could be stockier. They could have more muscle. They could have extra weight on them that they shouldn't have on. You never actually know. Instead, the height of them is what's important. And I do expect that all the puppies will come to be a similar height. Um, so when you visually look at them, you're not going to notice that much of a difference between the dogs. Again, that there is just proving how hard it is to predict how much the puppy is going to weigh fully grown because those dogs have been fed the same food. They are from the exact same parents. When they were born, there was only about 30 grams difference between the biggest puppy and the smallest puppy. And yet as they've grown up, some of them have grown at a much faster rate than the others. And that's just the interesting and amazing thing about genes and genetics and having no idea what can actually happen. So when you're getting a toy cavoodle, don't put too much emphasis and don't rely too much on the weight, the expected weight of the puppies. Instead, just look at the size of the parents, the height of the parents. You can have puppies of the exact same height and some of them are petite and some are more broad. And when you look at them visually, you're not going to notice much of a difference in the house. Now, the final thing I'm going to say is when we're looking at two cavoodles, they're the same height, one is petite and one is more broad. The other thing you have to take into account is the length of their coats. So that little petite cavoodle, if it has a really long fluffy coat, which we always love our cavoodles to have, you're not going to even notice the petiteness of their frame. And they're going to be a similar size to the cavoodle that is more broad. And that's because the coats are fluffy. The coats add extra size to a cavoodle. So at the end of the day, the biggest difference you are going to see in terms of the size of cavoodles is not their weight it's not their you know petiteness or the broadness of their frame it's the height of the dog because no matter how much fur they have that fur doesn't stick vertically up the fur will start to comb over the side of their body so the height is what you're going to notice um, not the weight and not the petiteness or the broadness of the frame you can have a cavoodle and you let their coats grow and they look twice the size that they actually are so if you're looking visually on what side you want your dogs to be go by height don't go by width don't go by their weight because coat can play a big factor on how they look visually the amount of food you give them can play a big factor but what doesn't change no matter how long the coat is and no no matter how much you feed them is how tall they are so that is it for this episode Um, I hope this offered a really interesting perspective for you on what's important when it comes to determining the size of your cavoodle when you're looking for a breeder skip the weight question and instead ask how tall the parents are and if you are getting a new toy cavoodle and you have questions like these or you didn't even know this was a question that you needed to ask and you're looking for some help on how to find a reputable breeder a responsible breeder and then how to prepare for a puppy, what to feed them, what parasite control to give, how to socialize them, how to desensitize them, um, how to get them ready for grooming, all of these questions. If you're looking for some help, I am releasing a program for Oodle Breeds in the next three weeks, and it is going to be for you. I'm going to step you through absolutely everything you need to know about preparing and raising a Cavoodle or an Oodle. And I'm going to take all the thinking out for you. All you have to do is sit there, listen to this three-hour course. And by the end of it, you will have complete clarity over what to do, when to do it, and how to do it for your new puppy. So if you're interested in this, send me an email, hello at tianacaramayas.com. Let me know you're interested. And once that course is up and going and released and available, I will let you know. And then you can look into buying it. I look forward to working with you. And that's it for this episode. I will see you in the next one. This has been your Cavoodle Coach, Tiana Karamayas. See you later. Bye.